Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman at Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Times, TV and Satellite Week and What's on TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 15th of September 2023, including Netflix's transatlantic love story Love at First Sight and the prime video revenge thriller Wilderness, starring Jenna Coleman and Oliver Jackson Cohen. We'll also be checking out season three of The Morning Show on Apple TV Plus and following a second promotion-chasing season for Hollywood stars Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds as owners of Wrexham Football Club in Welcome to Wrexham on Disney Plus. But first, Ian, what is in the news? In the second season of the Disney Plus superhero comedy drama Extraordinary, Julian Barrett, yes, my favourite from The Mighty Boosh, well, he's joining the cast as power coach George and Sir Derek Jacobi will lend his voice to a cameo role. What else is in the news, Hannah? Well, Victoria Beckham, Kim Kardashian, Stella McCartney and Hillary Clinton, or the greats, will be among the famous faces appearing in Disney Plus's documentary In Vogue about the iconic fashion magazine. The first of two depictions of relationships from very good to very bad On Prime Video, arriving on Friday the 15th of September, it's a new series called Wilderness, and here is a clip. If you'd have seen us that day, you'd have hated us. This perfect, happy couple. Charming husband. Loving wife. Everyone fulfilling their roles. Like I've been doing since I was a girl. Okay, you've got six episodes of this one. It stars the lovely Jenna Coleman and Oliver Jackson Cohen. It is based on a novel, I gather, by B.E. Jones, but I haven't read it. Anyway, it's about a couple called Liv and Will Taylor, played by Coleman and Jackson Cohen. He is a hotel events manager and he lands a job in New York. So she up sticks to go and live in New York with him. It all seems very dreamy and lovely. However, (laughs) she discovers via the old mobile phone, of course, that he has been cheating on her. Now, I think at this stage, everyone will be shouting at the screen, get out, get rid of him. He's a wrong one, but apparently she eventually uh, succumbs to his pleading, you know, to take him back because he has bought tickets for the road trip of a lifetime. However, she's actually secretly planning to get her own back. It's very potboilerish. I must say this, and some of some of the the dialogue is is a bit dodge. But I think Coleman, in particular, uh, and Jackson Cohen. They do make it very believable. They're believable as a couple. Uh, and yeah, the way she responds to the infidelity and, and, and him kind of trying to keep the affair going and keep the marriage going at the same time. I mean, it will. It's going to be interesting. I mean, this idea that she's going to take revenge in a rather cunning way. My inclination would just be get divorced. But that's just me. Uh, and obviously that wouldn't make as interesting a story. So it, 
it's not really believable, but it's certainly um, pretty gripping. Um, I enjoyed the performances. So, yeah, not not totally my cup of tea, but I yeah, it did keep me gripped. What did you think, Anna? Well, the trip of a lifetime, that seals the deal, isn't it? To stay with a man that cheats on you. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean about credibility, and I think that is a bit in question. But having said that, I don't think it's quite as cut and dried as, you know, just divorcing someone. Uh, it seems, it seems like, you know, on the surface, I think that if that happened to me, that's exactly what would happen to my life. But people don't do that. They want to do everything they can to believe that it was a one-off, it was a mistake, they were misled, they were in a bad place or what have you. And so I kind of got on board with her initially, but then of course I realised actually she's just there to get some quite horrible um, revenge. And of course that's where the plot really lies, isn't it, with this? And that's when it becomes a little bit less credible and believable. But it's some good scenery. I mean, (laughs) we can go with that. Yeah, and I forgot to mention that Claire Rushbrook appears as Liv's mum and her mum suffered kind of infidelity in her marriage. So there is that kind of idea of she doesn't want to end up in the same situation as her mum, who is who is obsessed with her kind of ex-husband and his new relationship and what he's getting up to. So, so that kind of lends a little bit of credibility to her motivation. But anyway, there we go. On a slightly more uplifting note... Arriving on Netflix on Friday, September the 15th, it's the feature film Love at First Sight, and here's a clip. On a typical day at John F. Kennedy Airport, there are thousands of people going hundreds of places. Excuse me, sorry. My battery keeps dying. I'll borrow mine if you want. But today, a girl and a boy will meet. Sorry, I don't uh, share electronics till the third date. Okay, no, I suppose it is quite intimate. And it will change everything. Yes, it is quite uplifting. Equally as uncredible <laughs> as the last one. But bear with me, because I think if, you like, if you're like me, you will like this. This is an easy view. So um, I watched it for a little while, and then I thought, I really recognise the main character here. And it's played by um, it's Ben Hardy, who, who, if you watch EastEnders, you'll know um, as playing uh, Peter Beale. And I don't, I think he did quite a good job of the part that he plays in this, actually. He's, uh, at first I thought, oh, he's not good looking enough. Terrible, isn't it? But, you know, sort of, you know, really swarthy look, I sort of imagined. But within about five minutes, I was over that and I thought he was really attractive. That's what happens in these films. I just, I don't know. I, I imagined him to be really dashing and he just kind of wasn't, but maybe he's just not my type. And they meet by chance um, on a flight. Guess what? They happen to be sitting next to each other. Who thought that? Um, and there they are, um, and they fall in love on this on this flight. But it, of course, the path of true love is is not easy, as we well know. When he gives her his number, at the very same time she drops her phone, the screen cracks, and she loses his number. And can she ever find him again? Now, this is based on um, the critically acclaimed book, uh, The Statistical Probability of Love at First Sight um, by Jennifer E. Smith. And it is all based on exactly that. So first of all, what are the chances of you meeting your soulmate? Um, I think it's a very small percentage. Then the idea that they might be on the flight with you. Oh, yes, they are. And then you happen to be sitting next to them. 
And then you lose that number and you've got to try and find them. It's very, very light entertainment. But I, I, it, I thought they both played the part really, really well because Hayley Lou Richardson plays Hadley. Do you know what she? I think she does a really good job. Actually, she's she's quite funny in places. They're really different sort of characters, but it moves quite quickly. This relationship. I'm not sure I'd be that forward on a on on a on a, a first meet and a plane flight with someone I'd never met before. But she really she really is, and it is literally love at first sight. You can see their eyes locking, um, and the kind of narration around it is really funny. So I thought it was all right. I was prepared to be very annoyed by this because it's yes it's got the meat the meat cute setup and it's got a rather quirky narration all about statistics because he is studying statistics and so, and so that's a that it gives it a slightly kind of quirky vibe but i was won over by it i must say i thought they were both really good in as the romantic leads and also these characters they're not annoying they're not cliched they're quite funny. They're very charming. They're reasonably mature. So I felt the parts with the two of them getting to know each other worked really well. When they arrive, when their flight lands in, in London and they go their separate ways briefly, I didn't feel that that's when it loses its way a bit. You've got Rob Delaney from Catastrophe, who is who is brilliant. In this, he's playing Hadley's dad, who is who is getting married for the second time, and that's why she's come to the UK. And then you've got Sally Phillips and Dexter Fletcher play uh, Oliver's parents. Not going to say too much about what's happening there because it's a plot spoiler. So I felt, yeah, when it went moved away to them being with their families, it, it slightly went a bit flat. But yeah, I have to say, I I was very pleasantly surprised, and I think that Ben Hardy he's got a little bit of a kind of young Martin Freeman style of acting well in this at least so I I, I thought they were both really good and and it was um surprisingly enjoyable and now for something completely different from Wednesday the 13th of September on Disney plus yes it's the return of welcome to Wrexham and here's a clip look we're looking at the documentary right there hi documentary Rob and I came together to purchase a football club. Everything is going exactly the way we want it to go. And then we lost in the semifinal. This was not in the Hollywood script. But now millions of people are following and watching, which we didn't have before. A lot of... Uh, a lot of expectation. Oh my God, the expectation. So this is a second season of... It's a sports documentary series, which is all about... Wrexham Football Club which most people will be aware even if they didn't see the first series that Wrexham were bought by Hollywood stars Ryan Reynolds who is in Deadpool among other things and Rob McElhenney who is best known for Mythic Quest and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia so yeah they bought the club and it was big news of course and at the end of the first series it kind of ended in disappointment because they they lost the, I think it was the FA Trophy final and they lost a playoff semi-final as well. So it was like, oh. So if you follow football, you will know what happened in the 2022 to 23 season. You'll know what happened to Wrexham. But if you don't, I'm not going to spoil it for you by saying what happened. So this is following that season. So this is kind of a make or break 
season for the Red Dragons, as Rex and my name, um, because the guys are looking to develop the ground and they really need to get promoted because they they brought in a lot of players who are on higher wages, including people will recognise Ben Foster, quite a famous goalkeeper. What I like about this series, I mean, Reynolds and McElhenney are very appealing um, when they appear, but it's not all about them. It really focuses on the club and the community. So you get one episode is all about the an autistic fan and a player who has an autistic son that that's very affecting then you've got another episode looks at the the women's team and particularly the star striker who her day job she works in a prison so it really widens the whole thing out and and we you know we do see Robin Ryan from time to time but it's really about the players the staff the fans the community and um yeah, you don't have to be a massive football fan to enjoy it because it's it's just a, a great story. And I mean, their their ground, the racecourse grounds, good bit of football trivia here. It's the world's oldest international football stadium. Imagine that. So yeah, I I recommend it. Um, I'm a football fan anyway, so I got a lot from it. But as I say, you don't have to love football to enjoy this. What did you think, Hannah? Well, I completely agree with you. You don't have to love football because um, Ryan Reynolds is on the screen and Rob McElhenney. <laughs> um, but no, you don't. You're right. I think um, you've got a really valid point about the fact that it's not all about them. And I think I was slightly worried about that because celebrity can be a bit all-consuming, as we well know in this industry. And it wasn't made about them. But of course, it's shone a bit of a spotlight on the club because there's huge media interest. But like you say, there's kind of meeting the autistic fan. And then there was when the um, Wrexham got the city status and then you had the Royals turn up. And I think that they, <laughs> I was reading that they had etiquette, an etiquette expert to help them before they met them, which I thought was quite funny. Um, and it, it, I always wonder, and this is sort of something it, it doesn't really particularly go into hugely, but how they came about buying it originally in as much as, you know, how do you go about doing something like that? How much you have to be worth? Because they've upped all the salaries. Um, they want to make it really brilliant. They're really passionate about it. But it's kind of, you'd think it's just a money pit, wouldn't you? And they didn't even realise when they bought it until they actually got in there that there was a women's team too. Um, and that they too uh, want to qualify and move up the ranks. And so I agree with you. You don't have to be into football. I'm not hugely into football. You don't have to be at all. It's just a really compelling story. And... Um, you want them to succeed, I think. We're going to conclude with another returning series over on Apple TV Plus, arriving on Wednesday, the 13th of September. It is season three of The Morning Show, and here's a clip. I'm all over this network. I need to have a say in the future of this place. What you are asking is unprecedented. I am unprecedented. You want that seat at the grown-up table. But it's not your turn, Alex. Don't forget to shut the door on your way out. Yeah, so I'm a bit of a fan of this. I think this is really good, and I think that Apple TV Plus has done a, a great job of these series. And as you say, we're into um, series three, so it's clearly incredibly popular. You have It's based around these two news presenters, but of course, that would just be a bit dull. It's also about their lives too and gives you 
kind of a bit of insight into the media, I guess, and how difficult it is, particularly in this climate, um, for for the press to survive to a degree. And um, I like this for the episode that I saw feels very um, dramatic, more dramatic than past series. Actually, um, it's got some real kind of obviously the the star wattage comes from Reese Witherspoon um, and Jennifer Aniston. But it feels really glitzy this time, and I can't quite put my finger on why, but it just feels almost like you would be sitting in a cinema watching it almost. You know, it's kind of quite action-packed in places too. Um, so you see that the, the station is needing money, it needs funding, they're struggling for money. You can kind of see some of the... The, the, the things going on in the background that aren't too clever as well, how duplicitous the world can be, um, particularly in that industry. And they do, interestingly, because they start this coming out from the pandemic um, and what how the industry has survived and what it looks like now, which is quite different. But they also, and I don't think they've done this in the last series, they've sort of looked at um, some of the bigger challenges facing the world and, and US politics. And I, I think that's interesting. So I, I don't know where that will hit, it, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, because sometimes you need to keep entertainment away from reality to a degree, particularly things like US politics. And so, um, you know, they do go near. Um, you know, you remember the, the day when the Supreme Court overturned the Roe versus Wade and, you know, the, the, the constitutional right to an abortion and huge headlines at the time. And, and they tackle it, which is, I think, quite brave. Um and maybe arguably divisive, but I think that from what I've seen, this is this is just going to go and go. It, it, it's it's a real. They put a lot into it, and it's not just silly. I, I kind of when I first watched, it, I thought this is going to sorry, this was end at some point soon. It can't keep going, but they are rejuvenating it all the time and finding new storylines, and I think it really works. It's really good, isn't it? And fascinating to set it on a TV network, like remember that excellent film from years gone by broadcast news, which was all about some um, people kind of vying to become the news anchor. So yeah, you've got great star power in Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston, who, who are both excellent. You've also got Billy Crudup, who I'm a big fan of. He plays the executive who's sort of in charge of the network and he's a bit of a wheeler dealer and he's not to be trusted now i i would say i mean sure if you've not been watching it go back and and, and watch seasons one and two but i having seen little bits of those jumped back in at the beginning of this series and, and you you can pick up the threads no problem so there's plenty going on as you say <laughs> so john ham has got a great role as a tycoon who is launching a rocket into, I think, sort of low orbit, basically. They're going to go up and, you know, have zero gravity. And they're going to take one of the newscasters up with them. Originally, it's going to be Alex, played by Jennifer Aniston. But for reasons that I won't reveal, the plans change. Yeah, as you say, they, they do touch on the subject of abortion as well. Go behind the scenes as to the private lives of the two newscasters. So it's just one of those really well-written and performed sort of classy 
US TV series that we think, oh, God, I wish we could make things like that because it it's very stylish. You've got Crudup and Ham in a sauna together in episode one. What's not to like there? So, yeah, it's just really well put together and um, engaging and, and does tackle some serious issues as well. So, yes, if you've not caught The Morning Show, which was it was the big series that launched Apple TV Plus, wasn't it? It was their like flagship show. And it, it's it's obviously working and it's high quality. So, yeah, check it out. Now we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out what you've been binge watching this week. Well, not a huge amount, but I have been diving into Young Sheldon. Have you been watching that? It's a bit of a... The kids absolutely love it. And I think anything that's inappropriate goes over their head. Um, okay. But it's, it is it is really quite funny. I must admit, I've been laughing out loud. Well, I watched this morning the first in a new series by Lorna Kunzberg, who was the BBC's political editor. And it's looking at the history, sort of telling the inside story of the Tory government since David Cameron triggered the referendum on Brexit. And it is absolutely superb. <laughs> so, yeah, check it out. If, if you've not seen it, you can see episode one on iPlayer. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's Tasty Morsels. So uh, what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, I'm very excited about what you're about to announce, but troubled Edinburgh cop Ray Lennart investigates a VIP sex scandal as the Irvine Welsh drama crime returns to ITVX. And the loved-up students prepare for adulthood. Oh, we're looking forward to this. As comedy drama (laughs) Sex Education concludes on Netflix. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime... (laughs) Watch it.